Keep the change, you filthy animal. Where is the beef? Hey, how you doing? Hold on to your butt. Feels like an Arby's snack. Mine. Son of a... That's gonna leave a mark. Chili, baby, back with Well, what if there is no tomorrow? There wasn't one today. This is Tom and Jim's Top 5. Naming their top five lists on everything pop culture. Celebrating the 90s, sports, movies, music, and more. They're not authorities, just grown children. Here's your hosts, Tom Skull and Jim Doubt. Mm -hmm. A taco. So that means mm -hmm. you were eating a taco and you didn't have the energy to spell out taco. You know, the weird thing is I typed taco. Yeah, and then it pops up, right? And it pops up, and even though I had the words spelled out, I still opted to move my thumb and hit the emoji button. How many is that? The, is that your first emoji? No, what? No. Oh, okay. Well, you just don't seem like an emoji type person. I'm not. Thank one. you. You know what? I appreciate that. I appreciate you saying I'm not an emoji type person. Yeah. Well, yeah. I I wouldn't. I don't know if I would really want to talk to you much more. Any if you were. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. Those chips Can sound I, fantastic. Mm. Thank you for saying so. I'll try not to crunch in your ear. No, please do. Please do. I think our friends over at another podcast did a whole episode on that. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Oh, man. So how are you, how you doing, man? You good? I'm super awesome. How are you doing? Not bad. Not bad. Uh, just everyone in the house just keeps getting sick. Like uh, just passing it around. It's like I, one day I'm feeling better. And then Fletcher doesn't feel good. And now yep. Dana hasn't felt good in the last two days. And it's like, geez, man, just can't get over it, you know? I got lucky. Um, Grayson was sick, and he gave it to Sarah. Oh, good. That's nice of him. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I didn't get it, and I was really lucky because um, my friend Adam flew into town over the weekend, and we went oh, out yeah. to Cedar Point for a day. Yes. And I was afraid that I was going to be sick the whole time I was at Cedar Point. Well, and you weren't. But I wasn't. What's well, good. I, I wasn't. Well, well, I'm excited to ask you about your trip to Cedar Point. Should we should we start the show so so we can uh, let everyone else listen? Although they're already listening, really. I just assume you're recording when I answer the phone. I'm always recording when you're when I, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Even when we're not doing the show, Jim, and you just call me, <laughs> I'm recording it. I'm recording it. It's, it's for, you know, I got my reasons. I got my reasons, you know. I mean, what are you, a cop? Leave me alone. You know, I, I got, I got. Let me ask you. Yeah. Yes. If you live in a one-party consent state, uh huh. But I live in a different state. Uh huh. Which law applies? That's a good question. I know. I'm full of good questions. Um, I have no good answer for that question, though. What would okay. you? I mean, what do you have? A, do you already have an answer in mind? No, I really don't know the answer to that. I think you would have a legal argument on both sides. Hmm. Oh, politics. Are we going to go there? <laughs> Should we talk about politics? I don't think that was – that wasn't political. That no, that was really legal. wasn't that political. But At all. No. 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 Made me think of politics. Mm. I, let me ask you this. If I commit crimes and I'm yeah. obviously guilty. Sure. But because I have money and quote-unquote power, can I mm -hmm. pardon myself? Hmm. That's a good question. Yeah, I, it's a, I think it's topical. 
Um, it's probably being asked in every political science class right now. Country. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say no. Okay. Good. Because that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we don't live in a dictatorship. <sighs> Some people think we do. I know one person in particular that thinks we do, but that's, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, I got to tell you, became a big Eagles fan this week. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> you know, I got to be honest with you. Usually it's me talking about politics yeah. and you going, Jim, yeah. I just I just can't deal with it. <laughs> I just can't deal with it right now. Um, and I, I agree with my statement. And, but mm-hmm. I just it's just uh, waking up today to see uh, – yeah, you know, Orange Forty Five hit Twitter for yelling at the Eagles for not sh- wanting to show up at the White House. I so don't know. Basically, that just basically that was you don't want to come to my birthday party. Yep. Well, fine, you're not invited to my birthday party. That's exactly what it was. Wow. And you know what's funny? Uh, I think someone did some research. I don't think one Philadelphia Eagle knelt during the national anthem this they year. They didn't. None of them did. So it had nothing to do with the that. <laughs> they just didn't want to no. go. <laughs> Oh boy, that's fun. That's fun. Well, let's let's start the show. What do you think, Jim? Mm-hmm. All right. Hello, everybody. This is Tom and Jim's top five. I am Tom. Do you want to guess my middle name? Ooh. Um. Do you know my middle name? I don't think that I do. Oh, should we? So this is how it's going to go now. You're going to guess my main name. <laughs> Yeah, I like this. Okay, because people were people were sad to hear our, uh, your, that I got your middle name, and it was over. Or they, were they just sad to hear what my middle name was? A, a little column A, a little column B, but either one, <laughs> it's they're sad. And we don't like to have sad fans. We want to have happy fans. So, Jim, what is my middle name? No uh, no hints or anything? Not yet. No, cold? no. We got, weeks, okay. we got weeks to go with this thing here. So. Okay. <laughs> got a lot of legs on this, this mm-hmm. joke. Yeah. Well, I know it's not Alan, even though I think it should be. Uh, that's a that's fair, but no, it's not Alan. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Tim. It's not Alan or Taylor. Okay, we'll just go. With okay, that. all right. There's your hint. <laughs> well, if your name your your first name is Thomas, Thomas, so I feel like I feel like your middle name is also going to be a traditional name. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, Thomas. Hmm. <clears throat> Matthew Skull. Incorrect. Okay. Incorrect. That's good. You went you went biblical there. You went biblical. I did. And that's mm-hmm. fine. I understand. I understand that. That's fine. Um, but no, that's not my middle name. Better luck next week, Jim. Or next time, I should say. Next time. Um, you are Jim Edmund Doubt. Uh, yes, I sir. remembered. See, I, I don't I don't forget everything you say instantly. I do remember some things. <laughs> Uh, how you doing, buddy? I haven't talked to you in a I'm while. Good. I haven't talked I'm to doing you delightful. Yeah, good, good. You're, you're, you're enjoying uh, some dinner, I, I am assuming? I am uh, eating a taco. Ooh. I got, uh, got the boy down to sleep. He's Nice. He's teething, so he's a little uncomfortable um, these days. Yeah, yeah. At least he has a good reason. It's funny. Your boy is teething, and my boy is losing those teeth, getting his new teeth <laughs> right now. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't hurt him, but he's got this thing. He's his front two front teeth have grown in now, but the two baby front teeth have not fallen out. So he's got two rows of teeth going on right now. <laughs> and he came up to us, 
And I, I saw, like, my wife saw it, and she goes, wait, what do you got? What's going on there? She goes, he goes, oh, it's just my second row of teeth coming in. <laughs> like, he didn't realize that he's, he's going to lose those chompers. Uh, but one's pretty loose, and I keep saying, let me, let me, let me do it. so funny. Yeah. He's <laughs> my second row of teeth. Yeah, he thinks he's a shark. It's just, yeah. just evolution. Right, yeah. Uh, but no, he will be losing those teeth shortly. One's really ready to go. I keep giving him apples. <laughs> but... Uh, He's caught on to that. He's like, no, I don't want that happening, Dad. You're trying to make me eat my tooth. I'm like, well, not really. That's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So how was uh, – I haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks here. You had a Memorial Weekend we had. Uh, how was yours? Yeah. Good? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Uh, the wife worked, so I just hung out with the baby. Nice. Nice. That's that's fantastic. And then you, the had a, you had a friend in town this last weekend. Yeah, my buddy Adam came into town. Nice. Listener and, of the uh, show. Thank you, Adam. Friend, friend of the pod, mm-hmm. and we uh, met up with a college. We went to the same college, and we met up with an old professor of ours, and went to Cedar Point. Yes. Which, uh, for those who don't aren't familiar with Cedar Point, it is a um, roller coaster specific amusement park in Sandusky, Ohio. Is it a Six and Flags? No, it's not a Six Flags. Okay, it's its no. own thing. Okay, it's its own thing. Okay, and they have primarily just roller coasters. Nice. Um, I can't remember how many there are. 17 stands out in my head, but I don't know if that's the right number. I could be completely making that number up. That's okay. That's what we do. This whole show is made up, Jim. (laughs) I listened to uh, Dak Shepard's podcast, and his producer does a fact check segment at the end. Yeah. Our fact check segment would be longer than the podcast itself. Right, yeah. We're not doing that. Yeah. So we rode uh, my my professor is is uh, crazy when it comes to roller coasters and it was just like he was like our child. Nice. We were always fifteen feet behind, and he was <laughs> oh we're going to this one now we're going to this one now. <laughs> we, he, we broke for lunch, ate a sub sandwich at Subway, and he was like, "All right, next coaster." Oh my we're god! Like maybe maybe that's a terrible idea. Yeah. We did it anyway. Nobody threw up. We oh, we. Came close. Yeah, let's let that turkey um, sub settle a little bit before you're jumping on. Uh, God knows what they name them now, deaths or whatever. Uh, Death drop. Every one of them yeah. has some sort of a world record. Of course, at some point in the career of the roller coaster. Oh God. Um, one of them goes from zero to 120 in like 2.6 seconds. 120 in a roller yeah. coaster. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was incredible, uh, but they just opened a new one called Steel Vengeance that I'm going to go ahead and go on a limb here and say that it is by far the best roller coaster in the country. Really? It is insane. We got done with it the first time, and I couldn't talk for about two and a half minutes. <laughs> I had no. I was speechless. It was wow. like... You know when you go on a coaster and you're like, oh, that was great. That that triple loop was cool or that right. first drop was awesome. Right. This one is literally every part of the roller coaster is that part. Oh, my gosh. Like there was one part. It took me the second time through to realize what happened. It was like <laughs> it was like a corkscrew where it goes to the left. And then when you get out of it, it loops back and does another corkscrew to the right. And the first time we went through, I had no idea what was up, what was down, oh my God. what year it was. <laughs> But we we did their fast pass, so you get a bracelet and it, it lets you cut to the front of the line of every roller coaster. Yeah. So it makes all the peasants behind us extremely pissed off, and we felt like rock stars. Right. Uh, you are a rock star, Jim. You are Thank a rock you. star. Well, I'm you. glad you had anyway, a good time. I'm glad. You enough had a good about time. me, Thomas. How yeah. are you? I am fantastic. I uh, 
I've been working a lot, and uh, and then um, Little League, man. Little League has taken over in my life, and uh, it's okay though. I love it. It's been fun. Uh, so Fletcher's little league, little league team, and I'm the coach, and um, uh, so we've been doing that. Uh, we had a going back a little bit. We had a fantastic Memorial Weekend. We had a lot of fun. Um, capped it off by watching my favorite Memorial Weekend movie, Bur- The Burbs, um, which was Ooh. fantastic. See, it's an argument because in the movie, does, there's no specification. It's either it's like a summer holiday weekend type setting, but you don't know if it's like Labor Day weekend, Fourth of July weekend, Memorial Week. I just choose it to be Memorial Weekend. I think that's I would right. too because yeah. I think if it was Fourth of July, there'd be more festivities going on. Right, right. And Labor Day just it doesn't seem like end of summer, you know. No. So it, yeah, so we'll go with Memorial Day. But that's what we capped it off with that, and uh, yeah, things have been things have been good. Things have been good. We had. Uh, uh, we had a fundraiser for our, our little league team. Actually, the whole league. Um, one of our, our I've talked about their, this brewery on our podcast before. Bent Paddle Brewery, right out of here, out of Duluth. Um, they do tons of community stuff. Tons of and it's awesome. And they did a thing on this last Saturday. Yeah, anyone, if you're there between two and eight, I mean, big time frame. They had a they had a silent auction going on, and then any beer you bought, every single beer, one dollar of that beer. Um, went to Western Duluth Little League uh, system, and we raised tons of money. Wow. It was fantastic. Yeah, and so we had a lot of fun. I had a few super beers myself while I was there, and uh, I was driven home, and so that was great. Um, well, yeah. you didn't just have some super beers, Tom. <laughs> you contributed to the Little League, that's and that's what what's important. That's what it's I did. It's for the children. It's for the children. Um, but, no, it's so cool. on these. You know, It's so cool. Breweries are so different than, like, a bar. You know, like they do, all, especially local ones. We have tons of them up here that do so much community stuff. It's so cool that they care about uh, the community. And so, uh, yeah, I was, very, I was really happy and proud of them uh, and proud to be a Duluthian this weekend. So that's good stuff. So, But that's that's kind of where that's caught up here. That's where I am. Um, and now I'm talking to you, buddy. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh man! So we are doing a show this week, Jim. We are doing a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we decided uh, we got ton. This is a listener request, but it was a, from a multiple listeners um, to do our top five favorite cover songs. And so that's what our top five is, Jim. Do you have a list ready, or are you just gonna wing it? No, I got a list. <laughs> oh, you go. I, uh, I did my job this week. Good. Oh well, you know what? you do. You do a great job every week, and you know what that is? That's waking up with that smile, and that's all I need. <laughs> That's all I need. Oh, man, I missed you. All right, well, do you want to start then? Yeah, I do. All right. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait. Jim, we didn't talk about the movie we both received in the mail. Oh, yes. Go for it. Okay. Uh, A friend of our show and a friend of of ours, uh, married to one of our our best friends, um, uh, Rachel, uh, sent us a copy of a movie that she's in, and it's called Black Holler, and it's an independent... would you say independent horror movie? And it was uh, I have not watched my copy yet because I just received it a couple days ago. Um, but Jim, you started watching this, right? Yes, I did. So what do you what do you think so far? Well, it's right up my alley, so right. I love it. Right. Because uh, I like, and this is intentionally made this way, and I like movies that are like that. That it's very over the top and campy in a in a horror type way. But I like movies that way. Right. Uh, I go on to Amazon. Amazon Prime's got a ton of them on there. So I, I go even from the early 80s all the way up to current day. I like as like over-the-top campy as you can be. Perfect. And uh, I, I like movies like that. So I'm really into it, actually. Right. 
that's awesome. Um, my wife and I, I, I could, I was off today. I was going to watch it, but my wife wants to see it because she's friends with Rachel and she wants to watch it. And uh, so we haven't watched it yet, and we are going to. Uh, Rachel, if you're listening, we are going to watch it. Um, very, very exciting. Thank you for the a free copy, Jim. That's fantastic. And we didn't even ask Thank for you, it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, so we're going to watch it. But anyone out there, go check it out. I think it's available. There's a few different websites it's available on, but it's called Black Holler. And it's um, I was it's out of uh, Tennessee. They made it. They made the whole movie in Tennessee. But Rachel now lives in North Carolina. But um, yeah, go check it out, please, and uh, support them. And uh, speaking of support, Jim, I forgot to tell you this too. I sent out a couple shirts today, and uh, nice. I sent you your couple bucks, uh, your cut of the loot. And uh, you. yeah, you're welcome. Uh, so yeah, if you want shirts, let us know. We got them, and uh, and uh, we if you do get them, the two people I sent them out today, you get them, you wear them, take a picture, put it on our our, our social media sites, and uh, wear them loud and proud. So, uh, all right, Jim, well, let's get into our our show. Do you want to start? Yes. All right. What's your number five favorite cover song? <clears throat> I was very very excited about my number five pick. Okay. This was a song I listened to in Tex in in Texas in college. I didn't go to college in Texas. God, I hope it's my number five. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be shocked. Okay. I'd be shocked if a lot of people even know this. Song. Okay, all right. Uh, it's by a band called The Gourds. Okay, it's not my number five. <laughs> okay. Okay, Gourds. They are sort of like a, a folk alternative country band. Okay. Out of Austin, Texas. That's why Texas slipped. Ah, yes. Um, and they started playing in the summer of 1994. Mm-hmm. And they played for 19 years. They uh, kind of took a hiatus in 2013. Okay. But they're best known for their cover of a little song by Snoop Dogg called Gin and Juice. Okay. I have heard this song, by the way. I didn't know it was You know what I'm talking about? Yep. <laughs> and you may have not known it was by a band called The Gourds because back in the day when we used Napster and Kazaa yeah. and Morpheus, right. it was labeled as a fish song. It was. Yes, you're right. It that's, was. That's what it was, yeah. And that's why people still don't know who this band is because they were that song was miscredited and everyone still thinks that's a fish song. But now that I've said that, you probably can hear that, mm-hmm. that country folk Ugh. cover of Gin and Juice. I love this song. <laughs> Uh, so do I. Yeah. So even for the next uh, 16 years or so after the first time they played this song live, that became the song that people went to their live shows to listen to and they would call it out and then they would play it. And they started to alter it as, the, as it went on and uh, start with this song and then cut in with a couple other cover songs and go back to Gin and Juice. Nice. But I don't know one other song this band sings. No. I'm not really interested and finding out i'm sure i would like some of their stuff uh, probably um i guess it doesn't really matter because they broke up 15 years ago but right gin and juice the cover of this blew me away the first time i heard it and i love for me to like a cover song it can't be very close to the original it's got to be completely rearranged and then i like the cover song okay. like i want i want the artist to do their own take on that song. I don't want them to replay the original version. Sure. I can do that. Sure. I don't want a professional to do that. Right. So makes sense. This song is uh, completely different, and uh, <laughs> you're going to play it pretty soon. Yeah, so that's yeah. all I got. Uh, that's awesome. Good pick, Jim. 
That's a good pick. I like that. And you're right. I'm glad I didn't even put it on my honorable mentions because I would have said, oh, and fish, gin and juice, and I would look like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but that's, you're right. That's totally what it was labeled on my, uh, oh, what was that, Winamp? Remember that Winamp player on your Oh, yeah, Winamp. Yeah, I had Winamp. You could change the Winamp skin. It's and, so cool. Take it well into the messenger. <laughs> yes. Yep. Oh, you just hear, should I play should you, the door? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah. Uh, man, we should play at the beginning of our show. Let, let everyone know we're here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you should. <laughs> Maybe I will. Uh, all right, man. Good, good pick, man. Good pick. So much drama in it. It's kind of hard being Snoop D-O-double-G But I, I somehow, somewhat Keep coming up funky-ass shit Nearly every single day Can I kick a little something for the G's Mike, a few friends, is a breeze through Don't you know it's two in the morning And I party still jumping Cause my mama ain't home Hello, sorry, I was getting a chip. Go on, go on. Yeah, I'm still midway through a taco. Keep going. Nice, nice. Well, you just had your white person moment with gin and juice, and now it's time for mine. (laughs) Every day, every minute of every day is my white person moment. You might know where I might, maybe, uh, maybe where I'm going with this one, but mine is from a band which I also don't know any other song they had. I don't know if they have ever had another album. Uh, but it is Dynamite Hacks cover of Boys in the Hood by Easy E. Tom, that is a fantastic, oh, very good pick. I completely forgot about that song. Oh, I love that this. That is tremendous. Okay, go on. It's, it's only not higher on my list because it's so lame. <laughs> It's so, but it's awesome. It's whole. It's just like what you were talking about, gin and juice. It's it's, it's, the same song, but in a totally different arrangement, totally different way to sing it, and it is so much fun <laughs> to listen to. And I was just listening to it earlier. This is my wife's favorite cover song, by the way. This is her number one, and uh, oh, I just absolutely love it. But it's from, like I said, Boys in the Hood by Easy E. Um, uh, that was the debut single of EZ's uh, when he was part of NWA, and um, and then it was actually remixed for his feature, his his debut album, a few years later uh, on the album Easy Does It, and um, it was remixed again for the third time on his third album uh, with Dr. Dre. So um, it's been around for a long time, but it came out in '86. But Dynamite Hack uh, uh, start, formed in 1997 out of also out of Austin, Texas, <laughs> and uh, they're a post-grunge band, and um, the name Dynamite Hack is actually 
a, the a line from the film Caddyshack, one of my favorites, uh, which Carl Spackler, which is played by Bill Murray, describes the marijuana he is smoking as dynamite hack. And uh, that's where they got their name for their band. Um <laughs> Anyways, so true. they're best known, obviously. I don't know. I don't. I think they're only known for Boys Known. I don't know any other songs. I didn't even care to look any other songs up. I I didn't. I just love this one. But it's an acoustic reimagining of the rap single, uh, Boys in the Hood, and it's uh, it's just fantastic. It came out in two thousand, and it actually peaked at number twelve on the Billboard uh, Modern Rock Tracks chart. So. Um, no kidding. Yeah, which is uh, surprised the hell out of me, but I I just love it. It's just the way they sing, and it the video itself is just it's just so uh, suburbs white person, <laughs> you know, like they're all in they're all in golf pants and sweater vests or a sweater tied around their neck, <laughs> you know, they're walking through the the neighborhood and they're you know it's just it's it's hilarious. I just I absolutely love it. It's the way they sing it. It's just it's it's so much fun. It, I don't know. I, do you have anything else on it? Did you have this on your list, Jim? You said you forgot about it, right? Uh, yeah, I totally forgot about it. I'm just looking up through my <laughs> my music right now to see if I have it, and I do have that song. Oh, it's so I'm going to add it to a playlist so I can listen to it tomorrow. Yes. And uh, there's one other um, song that I know by them called Anyway, and it's off that album, Super Fast. Super Fast is the album. Yep. And it's uh, it's a really good song. It's like a slow song, and this oh. woman singing with a beautiful voice. But it's also like another version of a different song they have on their album, which is more of like that grunge rock type of a, a song. So they nice. did that song in their style, and then they did it again with like a beautiful uh, woman singing. I think it's a piano. It's a beautiful song, but nice. that's the only thing I know about other than Boys in the Hood. <laughs> Great pick, man. Thank really you. good. Thank you. It's uh, it's so much fun to listen to. I was playing it earlier before we, you and I started talking, but then my son came in the room, so I had to stop it because they don't, they don't, <laughs> they don't take out any of the easy E curse words or anything. So I'm like, oh, you can't listen to this. And so, uh, yeah, there you go. That's all I got, bud. Woke up quick at about noon. Just thought that I had to be in Compton soon. I gotta get drunk before the day begins. Before my mother starts bitching about my friends. About to go and damn near went blind. Young is on the path throwing up gang signs. I went in the house to get the clip with my Mac 10 on the side of my head. I bailed outside and I pointed my weapon. Just as I thought the fools kept stepping I jumped in the flow, hit the juice of my ride I got front and back, side to side Then I let the Alpine play I was pumping new shit, buying WA It was gangster gangster at the top of the list Then I played my own shit, it went something like this Cruising down the street in my 6 foot Jocking the bitches, slapping the hoes I went to the park to get the scoop Knuckleheads out there, cold shooting smoke. Car pulls up, who can it be? The fresh El Camino rolling Kilo G. He rolls down the window and he starts to say, It's all about making that GTA. Cause the boys in the hood are always hard. Come talking that trash and we'll pull your car. Knowing nothing in life but to be legit. Don't quote me, boy, I ain't said shit. All right, man. What is your number four? Well, first, are you done with your taco? Uh, yeah, it's got some chips and salsa, so I'm, oh, nice. I'm munching slow. Nice. You got any queso? No, no queso, just salsa. Oh, I'll grab queso. I'll be over in ten. Okay. All right. All right. What's your number four? Um, before I do that, I was curious because I looked up like the legality of cover songs. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was just curious. Yeah. And uh, so basically it's like if you if you cover a song live, like if you go see a band play and they mm-hmm. and they play Paint It Black by the Stones. Yeah. They're, that, in the, they're in the clear, right? They're in the clear because the venue has to have, have the licensing. Okay. So, so you can do whatever – you can play whatever you want because the venue you're at, the bar or the stadium is licensed – for you to do that. Okay. It's to, if you're going to put it out as a single or on an album, then you need a specific license from the artist to be able to do that. Okay. Makes sense. I was just curious as to how that works. Cause you hear cover songs all the time played live. And right. that's how like a kiss cover band or a Zeppelin cover band can get away with it. Cause they only are playing in bars. Well, that's true. We have a one up here that plays all the time called, uh, Oh, what are they called? Hairball. <laughs> and they they dress the part along with all the cover songs they pick they play it's insane anyway <laughs> but so yeah number four i digress yeah number four i've talked about this song on the pod before uh-huh when we talked about our soundtracks and it's on the wicker park soundtrack and it's the postal services cover of against all odds nice um originally a phil collins song recorded for the 1984 film called against all odds mm-hmm. um phil collins is against all odds take a look at me now and that's what his title is and yes. uh so the postal service are you familiar with the postal service i i'm aware of them oh okay. wait the band or where i work not where you work although where you work tried to sue the postal service the band for the rights of the name well they you know, i gotta be honest you know stamps aren't what they used to be okay so <laughs> i get it well it ended yeah. up it's chosen for a particular reason, and I'll tell you why, but um, they ended up settling, and then I think the the band let them uh, sell the album in some um, some post offices oh, and awesome. use the song or something like that. So they, it was like a give and take. They ended sure. up letting them use the name if they could do some certain things. That Postmaster so po- General is a son of a bitch, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, the Postal Service uh, was an indie rock band, from Seattle, Washington, consisting of Ben Gibbard, who is known for Death Cab for Cutie. Okay. And uh, producer Jimmy Tamborello, who was a DJ, and Jenny Lewis, who was uh, the singer for Rilo Kiley. Okay. And they formed after Gibbard did some vocals on a song for Tamborello. Um, so the, they used the Postal Service because Tamborello was more like a DJ and a producer. So he would send Gibbard tracks on flash drives through the mail. And then he would lay down vocals and send them back to him through the mail. I don't know why you, I guess at the time, this was um, early 2000s. So it was uh, 2000, like three, 2004. So I guess maybe they didn't have like file transfer service or anything. You okay. Mail in flash drives. But that's why they named it the Postal Service, because they mailed their tracks back and forth to get the whole thing produced. Nice. Um, they only have one album as a band called Give Up. This song wasn't on that original album. It was on the soundtrack and then the re-release of this album. Okay. So um, if you listen to it, it's completely different from Phil Collins, and that's why I like it. Plus, it's just an amazing song all around. I think you're um, one of our listeners. When I remember when you talked about this during the, the soundtracks episode, um, it's on uh, Garden State, right? That would, no, no, uh, Wicker Park. Wicker Park, yeah. Um, I remember. I think it was. I think it was Leanne from Hawaii who wrote in and talked about how much she likes the Wicker Park. It was either her or Lindsay from Texas. One of those two. Awesome. I and uh, so you, I think you just made them happy again, which is good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's a good you song. mentioned uh, 
you mentioned the Garden State soundtrack. That one, there's a song on there by Iron and Wine called Such Great Heights, and that's a cover of a Postal Service song that was on nice. their one and only album. Nice. That's good. Good pick, Jim. I like it. It's a great song. And I like the Phil Collins one, too. But this, oh, yeah, that's a, it's great. Uh, and uh, but this one, ever since you talked about it back in our soundtracks episode, I listened to it a few times. It's a great song. So, well, good thank stuff. you. Anything else on that there, big guy? No, that's my number four. You. How can I just let you walk away? Just let you leave without a trace. When I stand here taking every breath with you. Ooh, you're the only one who leaves me alone. How can you just walk Um, this isn't. This is one where I really like the original one, but I just like this one better. And there's gonna be people who are like, "Oh, come on," you know. But it's fantastic, and I've met, I've talked about this one before during our sequels episode. And it's uh, when I first heard it, it was in a little movie called American Pie Two. And Ooh, I know exactly what this song <laughs> it is. It is "Smooth Criminal" by Alien Ant Farm. That's not what I thought, but good. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm curious to know what the other one was, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, obviously, the uh, Smooth Criminal is uh, by Michael Jackson, and uh, I really like his version. I really like a lot of Michael Jackson songs, and I like Smooth Criminal, love the video and all stuff, but I like Alien Ant Farm's version better. It's, I think it was just more of a my like at the time it hit it was like that's the music I liked, like Good Charlotte, Alien Ant Farm. I was all into that stuff, you know, and so um. It was great, but the original song, Smooth Criminal, is uh, by Michael Jackson, came out in 1987 on the album Bad, which I think had, like, every song was fantastic on there. Um, it was, uh, it, uh, I think a lot of people remember the video, and it's when he did that lean, you know, they leaned, like, super far over, <laughs> Michael Jackson did, and is, uh, in, like, they're in a warehouse. They actually made a movie, remember, with Joe Pesci, Moonwalker or whatever? Do you remember that? Yeah, it was I do now that you say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's what the video kind of was from that movie. Anyway, um, and that song was a huge hit for Michael Jackson, of course. And uh, but uh, 
the Alien Ant Farm in 2001 uh, released the cover, uh, at least a cover of Smooth Criminal on their debut single. Uh, it was their as their debut single from their a- their album Anthology. And according to the band members, they would play a few riffs of the Michael Jackson song while warming up before gigs, and audience members would request them to keep playing the entire song. And um, the positive feedback encouraged them to record their own rendition of Smooth Criminal and include it on that album. Uh, It became a number one hit on Billboard's Modern Rock tracks and was also a number one hit uh, in Australia as well as the U.S. And the music was, the music video is really cool. It's just them in a, like, I mean, you've watched the video. It's just, it's, I was watching this earlier and it's totally like 2000, 2001, your, your, your pothead look. You know, like they're just all potheads. You can just tell, and uh, and uh, they're hanging out in their front yard, and they're doing like Michael Jackson video stuff in the front yard, but they're like not good at dancing or anything. So it's kind of funny. Um, but uh, it was directed, uh, or sorry, it was um, uh, it like I said, it features multiple references to Michael Jackson videos, um, including Smooth Criminal itself, but also has other ones in there too from some of his videos um but the song was featured in the 2001 film american pie 2 that's where i saw it first time or heard it first time and uh, um it was also in a tv spot for horrible bosses too which i don't remember that but um and it was also featured in several video games including karaoke revolution one of your favorites jim and uh guitar, guitar hero uh, on tour uh the decades one i don't remember guitar hero a past like the first one um anyway but uh I, I i love it man it's just cool it's it's fast pace it's like got that like i said it's got that what would you call a alien am farm a good charlotte uh those type of bands like what do you what kind of music do you call that i mean it's like punk um, rock yeah it was kind of like what an indie emo punkish yeah i don't know what you would call that in the early 2000s that whole scene i'm not sure what you would call that yeah let me and, Google Good Charlotte, and I've never said that sentence in my life. <laughs> yeah, please do. Uh, Some Forty One was another one. Bowling for Soup, you know, all those bands. Um, but anyway, I absolutely, I absolutely <laughs> love. For, yeah, Some Forty One. Yeah, totally. That's all. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yep. and they're good stuff. And uh, Smooth Criminal is awesome. I just remember it coming out that summer, and from that movie, and I love that movie. So I just I, every time I hear it, it's great. I this is another one I was playing. And my son heard it, and now this is like his new favorite song. I had to play it like yeah. four times in a row. He thinks it's so cool, um, but yeah, absolutely love it. So that's uh, my number four. Thank you. Struck by 
All right, Jim, we're on our number uh, threes. Holy smokes. Just cooking along. Cooking along. How's those, uh, how, how are those chips holding up? You still got some left? I'm done. Oh. The dishes are done, man. Woo! You make the wife happy. The dishes will be done. She'll come home and you'll be sleeping. She won't have anything to yell at you about. Oh, she'll find something. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got for your number three? <clears throat> My number three. Yes. Is by probably my favorite artist. Uh-huh. Well, actually, the original is by one of my favorite artists. Okay. I went with John Mayer's cover of Free Fallen. Oh, nice. Um, nice. It's the Free Fallen was obviously a Tom Petty song. Yeah. From his solo debut album, Full Moon Fever, in 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, John Mayer covered it for his live album called Where the Light Is, which is a... Uh, line taken from the song Gravity, which is probably my favorite song of his. It's, um, let's see, he released it in uh, 2008. I thought it was a lot sooner than 10 years ago. I can't believe that's been 10 years been, since that album came really? out. Really? We're just getting yeah. old because we think of 2008, we don't even think of it, I think of it like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, like, really. I When I was looking for this song, I, I thought it was, I don't know, 2015, 2014? Sure. It was 10 years ago. Wow, we're old. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Um, this album came out, it was the tour for his third album, Continuum, okay. which had like Waiting for the World to Change on it. Oh, yeah, um, it's a great song. Yeah, it's, it's a great album, and this was the tour following that album. And uh, his his version of Free Fallen is a lot more melancholy i guess yeah and uh it is rearranged a little bit more than you know a little bit differently than tom petty's version i just i really really like it and that's such a gamble of a song Mm -hmm. to go out on a limb and cover there's there's some songs you don't touch and this one isn't one of those songs but it's pretty darn close to one of those songs right Hmm. and uh, especially tom petty i don't think i don't think not too many artists should cover him at all but that's yeah yeah. Especially like the way Tom Petty is about his music. Right. I I mean he sued a lot of people. Right. <laughs> right. So it, even there's one uh the Strokes have a song yeah. that they blatantly admitted they ripped off of American Girl and, and Petty was like, Yeah, it's fine. And then there's other people <laughs> that he'll just sue instantly. It's like I guess right. if he likes you. I, I, I yeah. who knows, yeah. So what I thought was interesting about the licensing I was talking about, so when Mayer did this song live, he didn't need a license because he was performing at the Nokia Theater. Mm-hmm. But to distribute this album, he would have had to go back and get a license from Petty before they did it. Okay. So I thought that was kind of interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, that's good stuff. Um, I mean, that's pretty much all I got. Okay. I mean, everybody knows Free Fallen by Petty, but, yeah. uh, and I'm sure people know the John Mayer version, yeah. but I just love John Mayer. It's awesome. We we should do a sidebar here. We 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 forgot to mention that what John Mayer did the last couple of weeks. He came out with an incredible new video. If you oh have God! Not, he won the internet. That's why I told. I think I texted you. I said, "Well, he just won the internet." <laughs> so oh, completely. If you have, what's the what's the song called? Um, hang on. It's a it's a good song. New light. It's called New Light. New Light. It's a really good song. 
It but is a good. It's a good summer jam. You should actually listen to the song first because I listened to it the first time at, while watching this video, and it it really t- <laughs> is so different uh, because it's actually a good song. You gotta take yourself out of what this video is, but oh my god. It's what are those things called? It's like they were always at like they would probably be at Cedar Point. These like booths you would go in and sing us and do be yourself in a music video, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the eighties and nineties like had a bunch of them. Video equivalent of a photo booth, right? And it's just like it's just in a green screen, yeah. And he's wearing like very late eighties, early nineties clothing, <laughs> and it's really poorly edited. It was. It's almost so good though that it would be more work to ed- try to edit it. That oh bad. yeah. Yeah, it is just perfectly done. And kudos to John Mayer. He did it once again. So good on him. Oh, good. All right. Well, let's play a little bit of his uh, free fall in here, though. She's a good girl. Loves a mama. Loves Jesus. And America, too. She's a good girl. Crazy about else. Loves horses. And a boyfriend too, yeah, yeah It's a long day Living in Reseda There's a freeway Running through the yard I'm a bad boy Cause I don't even miss her I'm a bad boy For breaking her heart I'm free Free falling, falling And I'm free Free falling, falling Alright Jim, uh, my number three um, This one might be on your list I gotta be honest with you We've talked about this one, this song before Um in uh, in good times and in bad times, Jim. But uh, my number three, um, this is another one. It's where I I don't really enjoy the original one. It's okay, um, but I love the first time it was covered, and I absolutely love even more the second time it was covered by someone else. And it is "Hallelujah" by Jeff Buckley. That's and, my number two. Okay, number two. Okay, I was worried yeah. it's gonna be your number one. I'm like, oh, I hope we don't steal your thunder. <laughs> Good pick, man. Uh, yeah, I absolutely love it. Uh, Leonard Cohen is the you know the original person, original uh, singer and writer of the song. Uh, he's a Canadian uh, singer, and it was released in 1984. Uh, it achieved like initial success, and uh, I don't really care for. I mean, it's okay, but once you hear uh, Jeff Buckley's and the other person I'm talking about is uh, is um, uh, John Cale. His cover was the first one I listened to, but Jeff Buckley's I like even more. Um, yeah. and. Uh, it, and John Cale, I remember actually hearing it for the first time in the movie Shrek, which yeah. which is weird. And uh, um, it's a good movie, by the way. If you haven't seen Shrek, the first one, it's a phenom- phenomenal movie. Um, <laughs> but his uh, uh, John Cale's version of Hallelujah is in that, and it's uh, it's fantastic. Um, the song actually has been performed by many different uh, singers and songwriters and stuff, but um, it's actually um, there's there, it says here there's over 300 versions out there known. Of yeah. the song it's incredible uh we've talked about it when um oh gosh the girl from snl sang it uh, after the election I forget oh, her name. Kate, kate mckinnon was it kate mckinnon yes when she dressed as uh hillary and sang it uh but it was it was, it was beautiful it was a great song and uh 
in it just it's just great it it's just a great song i'll let you talk more about it too but uh john kale like i said he he uh covered it first in the early 90s i think 91 92 and yeah. um it's really good it's actually fantastic i really like his version but jeff buckley came out and uh i think it was a few years after that was it late 90s when jeff buckley's came out uh, I think, right? 94 well, we'll yeah. grace yeah grace came out in 94 yeah and um it's just it's just fantastic it's so good and it's one of those songs where like i don't know it wasn't one where like i sought out to find it you would just hear it on something you're like god that's so good <laughs> it's just so good the way he sings it it's it's uh it, it touches you it like it you either you you cry listen to it you can you can be happy listen to it it makes you think of different things in your life it's just it's just the way he sings it is i, I don't know it's just i don't really have the words to say what i feel when i listen to it it's just so good and i um, would say like yeah. i would say the word jeff buckley's incredible right and it was incredible and uh I would say the word is haunting. That's the word I would use oh, to describe a, his voice. That's a fantastic word to describe it. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, what else you got on it? It's such a good um, song. So it's interesting enough. I have, I have quite a bit on, on sure. this, actually. So today I, w- I went back and listened to um, an episode of Revisionist History, Malcolm Gladwell's podcast. Yeah. And one of the early ones he did was called Hallelujah, and it was on – um, kind of uh, what it takes to be a genius is basically the overall theme of it. But it was that some people, artists, uh, musical or, or painters or whatever, writers, mm-hmm. like Bob Dylan, he can, Bob, Bob Dylan actually met Leonard Cohen and they talked about the song. And Bob Dylan, as an example, asked him, how long did it take you to write this song? And Cohen lied to him. And I think he said two years. In reality, it took him five years. Wow. And and then he asked Dylan, how long did it take you to write this particular song? And he's like, 15 minutes. <laughs> and that's the, the difference between some geniuses is some of them have it immediately, some of them have it right away, other ones mm-hmm. have to work for it. Mm-hmm. But the, the overall uh, theme was that about this particular song was that Leonard Cohen's version wasn't the best version of this song. No. And he was more of a poet. Mm-hmm. And it, it took him, I think he wrote around 80 different versions of this song um, over the five years, it had count, I mean, dozens and dozens and dozens of verses that he wrote on this. Mm-hmm. He was famously known for writing this song and slamming his head into the floor of a hotel while he was writing it because he just couldn't, he couldn't get it to click and he couldn't put it together. Mm-hmm. And then, he, like you said, he released it on um, his one album, Various Positions, in 1984. Kale, John Cale, who was in The Velvet Underground, covered it, and it was a cover on a tribute album to Leonard Cohen. Mm-hmm. And Buckley heard it because he was running a room from a woman and she had the album and he heard it and covered it for his album, Grace in 94, which mm-hmm. didn't get much success, um, kind of fell through the cracks. And um, then Buckley, uh, unfortunately, died in uh, May 29th, 1997. He drowned in the Mississippi River mm-hmm. or a channel of the Mississippi River outside of Memphis. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was ruled... Uh, no sign of drugs or alcohol in the system. It was just an accident. But unfortunately, his his only real album was Grace, and it didn't really do much for him before he died. Right. It didn't. The song, like, it was fantastic back then, but it really didn't hit a lot of people until into the two thousands. Really, it's just starting yeah. to turn here. And you know, <laughs> hate to give them credit, but it's a, you know what? It's a show that people love, and it's American Idol. But it was in season 
well, I forget what season I wrote down. Seventh season that one of the one of the performers, one of the people on there, sang it, and it suddenly right after that it just skyrocketed. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know what year that was, whatever season seven <clears throat> was, two thousand eight or nine or something. And it, right after it sold like over one point one million digital copies, <laughs> like immediately. It's it's amazing. And as of two thousand fourteen, it was um, Buckley's version. Uh, was inducted into Library Congress's uh, National Re- Re- Recording Registry. It's uh, mm. it's been listed as the number one song of all time by certain other publications. Wow! It's, it's uh, Rolling Stone has it in their 500 greatest songs. It's at 259, so right in the middle. It, it's just such a good song. It's it was hard for me not to put this at number one because it's such a good song. It's just not my ultimate favorite one. But yeah, I, I will stop what I'm doing and listen to the song no matter where it is. What if it's on a, sh- a movie, a show? I pulled up on YouTube. I hear it on something. I'm just going to stop and listen to it. It's such a beautiful song. So, I mean, it's definitely the it's the standard of this song. Mm-hmm. It, it is the version of of Hallelujah, Buckley's version. Yeah, good stuff, man. What what else you got there? On, on, on uh, I think yeah, that's about all I got. Yeah, yeah, it's a good. I mean, it, it, yeah, we wouldn't do it justice by keep talking about it. Just go listen to it. The words a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord. But you don't really care for music, do you? Well, it goes like this the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, and the major lift. The baffled king composing high. strong but you needed proof you saw her bathing on the roof her beauty in the moonlight overthrew you she tied you to a kitchen chair she broke your throat and she cut your hair and from your lips she drew Right, Jim. Uh, well, that well, Hallelujah is your number two, so I guess I have to go again, huh? Yep. All right. Damn it. No skin. Um, my number two uh, is by one of my favorite bands of all time, and it is from a band called Metallica, and they did a cover of Leonard Skinner's Tuesday's Gone that is. I know I might be stepping on some people by saying it's better than Leonard Skinner's, but I like it better than their version. Um, I I love Leonard Skinner's Tuesday's Gone, but I love Metallica's it's so much better. It's fantastic. Um, they did it, they recorded it live while they were at a radio station, um, and they what's cool is they recorded it live with um, one of the band members from Leonard Skinner, Gary uh, Rosington, and then uh, Pepper. Keenan from Corrosion of Conformity, John Popper from Blues Traveler, uh, mm. Les Claypool from Primus, 
Jerry Cantrell from Alice in Chains, Jim Martin um, of Faith No More, and then of course the four members of Metallica. It is so good. It is just it's um it's, it's James Hetfield is sings the vocals on it for the most part, and it's just uh, I don't know. It's just such a good song. It's a good song anyway. One of my favorite. One of my early times hearing it was one of our favorite movies, Days of Confused. It's in there. Um, but I just I've always I've always liked this song. But when Metallica came out with their Garage Inc. album, which had some covers on it, it had some other songs, some like songs they didn't. You know, it was like it was songs like they weren't released, and then they did some covers of stuff and 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 had some fun with other band members. And um, I didn't even know it was on there. I remember getting the CD and like list put, putting it in and listening to it, and it was like track eight or nine. And suddenly I'm like, Hey, I know this song, and it's like, Oh my god, this is awesome. And it's like nine minutes. Their version is like nine minutes long, which is longer than the <laughs> Leonard Skinner version, which is like seven minutes. And uh, it's just so good. And uh, like I said, they recorded it live December 18th, 1997 um, during their uh, – it was during a show on KSJO called Don't Call Us, We'll Call You. I'm not sure where they're, that's out of. I didn't write that down or anything. But uh, it's just so good. I absolutely, absolutely love it. And um, that's really all I got on it. If you haven't listened to it, and you do love you love the original one. You, you should definitely just give Metallica's version a chance. It's it's so good. It's so and to know, and to now know too that they had all these different people on it. It's like oh that's so cool. You know it's just I don't know. I love it. I love it. So you you know that song don't you Jim? Yeah it's it's my favorite Skinner song. It's your favorite Skinner's yeah. Yeah yeah. It's a, yeah and I get it. See that's the thing people are gonna be like how could you like someone else's version of that song? And you're not saying that, but I mean, some someone might. But no, like, no, I just, not at all. I don't know. It's just James Hetfield's voice. It's the way they sing it. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's so good. It's, uh, yeah. There you go. That's all I got on it. That's, I didn't even know that uh, that version existed. Oh, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's phenomenal. Train roll on all down the line. Won't you please take? Far, far now I feel the wind blow outside my door. I'm, I'm leaving my woman at Jim, we are up to our number ones, but before we get to that, we should uh, we should talk about some honorable mentions. We, there's probably plenty that we uh, left off our list. What do you what do you got for some of yours? Oh boy, um, let's see, Jimi Hendrix all along the Watchtower. Oh yeah, uh, Johnny Cash is hurt. That's a Snoop Dogg. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. Um, Snoop Dogg's Lottie Dottie. Um, cakes, I will survive. People hate me for this, but Limp Bizkit's Faith. Come uh, on, come on. It's so uh, much Nir- better than, than George Michael's. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Nirvana's The Man Who Sold the World. Um, the one of them that I was going to put on my list, but it was really hard to define it. It, it was going to be House of the Rising Sun. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's 
it's really weird if you look into the history of that song because there's really no definitive artist to even say that it's a cover because it's just a folk song that's been passed down and passed down. Like Woody Guthrie did it in like 1941, but the famous right. version is the animals, but Bob Dylan's done a version on his first album right. and his first album was a cover of somebody else's version. Right. So it was like, it's just, it's a folk song that's passed down, but no definitive artist to even say that it was a cover. Right. So I, I passed on that one. Yeah. Although I, that's one of my favorite songs of all time. The pumpkins have a, a version of landslide. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people really, have landslide. A lot of, a lot a of lot people of, yeah. have sung it. Yeah, yeah, and it's and Fleetwood Mac's version is one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. And uh, also, there's a Dire Straits uh, song, Romeo and Juliet, has been covered by uh, the Killers and by Matt Nathanson, and yeah. both versions are awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I've had a, I had a lot of those you just mentioned. Um, but Metallica again, uh, they did Bob Seger's Turn the Page. Which is That's really what good. I thought you were going to go with when you said yeah, Metallica. Yeah, it was a kind of a toss-up, and I'm like, you know, I like Tuesday, I like their version of Tuesday's Gone a little bit better, but I love their version of Bob Seger's Turn the Page. Um, uh, I'm Still Standing, uh, Taron Edgerton, uh, who who sang it for the movie Sing. Uh, it's Elton John's song. It's good, but I, I can't – I'm not going to pick anyone else over Elton John <laughs> with his song, so I had to leave that one off. Um, Aretha Franklin's Respect is a is a cover, which a lot of people don't know that. And it's like mm-hmm. what you just mentioned. It's like Otis Redding actually wrote it like two years prior and sang it. And then like it's like it's what Aretha Franklin's known for <laughs> is that song. And um, but I didn't I didn't put it on there. But uh, Whitney Houston, of course, I will always love you is a Dolly Parton song. Uh, yeah. Guns and Roses, Live and Let Die, which is a Paul McCartney and, and a Wings song. And uh, <laughs> William Shatner's version of Rocket Man by Elton John also is uh, is fantastic. Oh, <laughs> it's absolutely horrible. I'm just kidding. Um, I, this one's kind of a funny one. You mentioned Jimi Hendrix, but this one, his rendition of the Star Spangled Banner on guitar is the oh, best man. version I've ever heard. Um, Joe Cocker it was with like Woodstock. Yeah, Joe Cocker with a little help from my friends is a Beatles song, and um, pretty pretty much anything Michael Bublé covers of Frank Sinatra is fantastic. <laughs> and uh, there's a band out there called Me First and the Gimme Gimmies. Have you heard of them, Jim? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And they cover like like TV themes and stuff a lot. And, and, uh, I don't really like their versions better than, <laughs> than the originals, but I, I thought it'd be kind of fun to put, put them on here. But, uh, and, uh, I don't want to mention, I don't know if you're going to have that one on here. So I'll, I'll mention it at the end, but, um, but yeah, that's all I got. So there you go. So should we get to nice. our number ones then? Let's do the number ones. All right, Jim, what do you got? What's your number one? All right. My number one is by an artist by the name of Ryan Adams. All right. And he covered Wonderwall in 2003. Nice. It's a great one. And have you heard his cover of it? Yes, I have. It's incredible. It is. It's, it's slow and sad and lounge, loungy. The, the, the album that it's on has this feel throughout the entire thing. So um, Ryan Adams put it on. It was originally an EP called Love is Hell Part 1 in 2003, and he had a lot of trouble with some some record companies early on. So he had an album he had an album called Demolition, and uh, it was originally three different three or three different albums in an EP. He he writes a lot of music, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> just a bit. He, yeah, yeah. Um, he tends to always uh, just have things to put out all the time and they're never like a set genre he does a ton of stuff so it's hard to even kind of nail them down but 
it was originally, it was the suicide handbook, the pink heart sessions and 48 hours along with another EP called the Stockholm sessions. And he had these all done and complete albums and the record company's like, no, we're not going to do that. And kind of handpicked songs from all of them and put them onto an album called demolition. Mm-hmm. And it pissed off Ryan Adams because, <laughs> you know, like an artist, like Tom Petty would have said, none of these songs even make sense and none of them go together. And I always felt that listening to that album, like this, this album is just so disjointed. It doesn't even make sense. And then I found out later on why, and then I felt like I actually knew what I was talking about. And so he was really pissed off for that. And then uh, he comes out with, um, so the record, another record company, The Lost Highway, who did this to Demolition, wanted him to put out a rock album, and he didn't want to make it. He had this Love is Hell album. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, we don't want you to put that out. Break it down into two EPs. We'll let you release one of them if you make a rock album for us. So he did an album called Rock and Roll, which I wasn't a huge fan of, just so he could release this EP called Love is Hell. And that's what has um, Wonderwall on it. Nice. And the whole tone of that album is just very, it's just lounge singing, dramatic music. I mean, it's really, really good, mm-hmm. really great music. It's my, probably my favorite album he did. Nice. And it, it did well. So he later got to release the second half in Love is Hell Part 2, and then they released it as a full LP later on. Um, but if you haven't heard his version you're going to play it, but just listen to the whole song. Yeah. Uh, Noel Gallagher of Oasis told Spin Magazine in 2008 that he thinks that Ryan Adams is the only person to ever get that song right. Wow. And he saw him play a show. He went to see him play a show in Europe somewhere. I can't remember where. Right. And when, when he first heard him play it, um, Adams played it live, and Noel Gallagher was in the crowd, and he, he said he just he stopped, and he was like, damn, that's a – that's a great song and had to find Adams afterwards. And he told him he could have it. You can have that song. We could never get that song, right? That's your song now. Wow. That's was, uh, Noel Gallagher. Is that one of the, the brothers? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nolan, Nolan, Liam, Neat Liam. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've, there's a whole, that's a whole ball of wax there. But, oh, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's incredible. That's a high praise too. It's, it's really great. Um, that's a great song. It's just such a, I like, I like Oasis version. Of it, oh yeah. But Ryan Adams, uh, I, I, when we were, I, I've heard it long before. But then when we were talking about doing this topic, I started looking up some songs, and this one popped up. And I'm like, man, that's a good song. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, good pick, Jim. Anything else on that? No, I'm pretty short and sweet. But Ryan Adams is, uh, he's up there with with John Mayer for me as like my number one, number two artist of all time. I'll buy everything he puts out. I'll listen to anything he does. Nice. Um, He's pretty much a musical genius in my book. Don't expect him to cover a Brian Adams song. No. No. And he will throw you out of his concert if you... Yes. Alright. Today's gonna be the day that they're gonna give it back to you. By now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do. I don't believe in anybody Backbeat, the wood is on the street That the fire in your heart is out And I'm sure you've heard it all before You've never really had a doubt I don't believe that anybody Feels the way I do about you now In all the roads we have to walk winding 
And all the lights that lead the way are blind And there are many things that I'd like to say to you But I don't know how Sitting with me You're gonna be the one that saves me And after You're my wonderful Alright Jim, uh, my number one um, I might surprise you um, I absolutely love this song It's such a, it's fun, it's great I I love the guy's voice who sings it, and it is actually uh, Darius Rucker's version of Wagon Wheel, and uh, by Old Crow, Old Crow Medicine Show. Have you? Uh, oh. Yeah, um, I absolutely love this song. It's just I, I don't know. There's something about this song. I know it's newer, and it's people are like, really Darius Rucker? I'm like, yeah, I like his country stuff, and I don't like a lot of country, but I like his stuff. Uh, I love Hootie too, but I mean, who doesn't? Uh, I absolutely love it. Um, Wagon Wheel is a song that was actually originally uh, a lot of the chorus was written by Bob Dylan in 1973, and he recorded uh, it back then. But it was kind of an unfinished song, and it was kind of bounced around. Uh, people like knew about it and would get it like on some like tape they would find in a record store in London. <laughs> you know, like it would just be kind of random, and. Um, and it fell in the hands of Catch uh, Secor of Old Crow Medicine Show, which I didn't. I don't really know anything about them, uh, besides what I just looked up here. Um, and he uh, he kind of started uh, writing some new lines for it, and took the chorus and and made a full complete song out of it. And um, and that came out. Uh, I forget when their their version actually came out, but. Um, I didn't write it down actually, but uh, but it was in the two thousands, and then um, uh, they actually because it was Bob Dylan's song, and they had to like, well, what do we, <laughs> what do we do here? You know, they had to tell them that hey, I took your song, and and so they actually came to agreement, um, and they both Bob Dylan and the um, uh, Catch the Core get fifty uh, fifty on uh, on anyone who covers it or any of the sales and stuff on it. So, um, which is good because it, it could have been like gone the other way. Like you said with Tom Petty, who just, I'm going to sue you, <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. But, um, it's pretty sweet. Uh, it was actually, uh, covered, it's been covered numerous times, uh, notably by Nathan Carter in 2012, but it wasn't until Darius Rucker's version in 2013, it reached number one on the country charts. And, um, I think most people, even non-country fans know this song. Um, it's just, uh, it's so good. Um, and, uh, when it was brought to Darius Rucker, or he, he didn't, he wasn't brought to him, but he was like, when they were talking to him about it after he came out, he's like, you know, I really didn't like the song that much. What, like, it didn't, it didn't appeal to me. He's like, it was fine. It was a great song, but it's not one that like, I would like want to listen to all the time. And he said he was actually at his, him and his wife were at, um, watching his daughter at a play or like a school function at his her his daughter's high school and there's a faculty band from the school which is like the, you know made up of like the principal and the math teacher and like these guys you know and they played they covered wagon wheel and their version of it for some reason caught Darius Rucker's ear and be like and he immediately took the, turned to his wife and said I have to cut this song and because they they played it more of like a bluegrass with the you know it's just like a 
fun like with the washboard and the in the bucket you know like they played that that kind of kentucky bluegrass version of it and he absolutely loved it and they actually then he got um his recording art uh, label and stuff got lady antebellum to sing the backup vocals and it became a huge hit and um yeah i i think it's such a great song um i i listened to the I'll be honest, I didn't know of it until Darius Strecker came out, came out with it. I listened to old uh, Crow Medicine Show's version, and it's fine. I like it, but it wouldn't be like one that, like when he, like I listen to Darius Rucker's version all the time. I think it's such a great song. And um, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of really what I got on it. Um, old Crow Medicine Show absolutely loves Darius Rucker's version. They have um, they've actually gone on record because they they got pretty big with that song, and they've said that. Um, we're we're actually now to the point where people can come up to us and say, "Hey, you hear uh, you guys covering Darius Rucker's Wagon Wheel tonight?" <laughs> and like they think it's hilarious. Um, they actually cut they they played together at a, a show at Grand Ole Opry in uh, in Tennessee, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just such a cool song. I absolutely I absolutely love it. Darius Rucker is a uh, actually interesting interesting dude. I mean, we, everyone, most of us know people you know from the '90s, Hootie and the Blowfish, and stuff like that, and um. And but he grew up a big country fan, and he's become a huge star singing country songs, which is is pretty good. So um, that's basically all I got on it. But I absolutely love this song. So, anything? No, I, I, I don't. Uh, I haven't heard his version, and I haven't heard the original version. <laughs> oh, so. well, I'll play some, and you can hear it. How's that sound? Delightful. Okay. And <laughs> down south to the land of the pines, I'm coming my way in a North Carolina. Staring up the road and pray to God I see headlights. I made it down the coast in 17 hours, picking me a bouquet of dogwood flowers, and I'm hoping for rally. I can see my baby tonight. So rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel. Rock me, mama, any way you feel. Hey. Jim, that's that's our show. We did it. Whew. That was a tough one. I'm winded. No, that was a fun one. I love doing the music ones. I really do. It's a lot of fun. Um, like we've, we, you and I have talked about, like it's fun to do shows that we know a lot on. Like, like we we know a lot of stuff we're talking about, but like to do some songs that we all we absolutely love. These ten songs we talked about. So it's like it's easy to talk about them, you know, and so yeah, yeah, it's so yeah, so cool. So good picks, Jim. I'm really, uh, I'm really impressed by you. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, no, this is fantastic. It's fantastic. What um, we're gonna do a show in a couple weeks. Here we'll be back with another show, and uh, we haven't really decided. We have two topics in mind, Jim. We haven't decided yep. which one we're gonna do. I. I, I have an idea what we should do next, but the two topics we're thinking of are our favorite toys of all time or our favorite foods. Like, actually, your just favorite food. Um, so I want to do toys because I have been just glued to Netflix watching the toys that made us, and it's in their, in their second season, and it's phenomenal. But you told me you haven't watched any of it yet, right? 
I haven't, but I, I'll have some time. Okay, so what do you want to do? Do you want to do toys first? Or you want to do food? Yeah, that's fine. We you sure? We, it's up to you, man. We're going to do them both eventually. <laughs> so, you want to do toys? That's what we're yeah, doing? that's cool. All yeah. right, we're going to do our favorite toys of all time. This will be fun because I don't think we talked. We talked about toys during our Christmas gifts episode, but we haven't really talked a lot about toys. Um, so it's it's going to be, whew, it's going to be good. And I'm excited. I want to hope I I still have some. I'm gonna have to go play with them. So, uh, all right, Jim. Where can everyone uh, find us, hear us, talk to us, all that stuff? Uh, social medias. We're on the social medias yeah. on the internet. Have you posted anything to Instagram? No, but I don't. I haven't posted anything to my page either. Yeah, well, that doesn't matter. Yeah, we're on Instagram and uh, Twitter and Facebook and stuff. And uh, just keep just follow us on Instagram. Eventually, Jim's gonna post something, and it's gonna be awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, guaranteed. It's gonna be epic. It's gonna be epic. Um, all right, man. Well, good, good stuff. Um, oh, the other song I mentioned that I thought for some reason might be your number one because you mentioned Faith by Limp Biscuit. I thought, I thought maybe Behind Blue Eyes by Limp Biscuit, which I oh. really, I really like that song, and that was an honorable mention of mine. Um, so, oh, I didn't mention some people wrote in with their covers too, and uh, um, um, Behind Blue Eyes was on on on, on Joe's. And that he wanted to make sure I mentioned. So I'm, I'm, I did. I did. I, everyone else you wrote into what, what's that? I'm going to make this statement. I don't even care. I like Limp Bizkit. I, I don't li- even care. I like Limp Bizkit. I don't have to like Fred Durst to like Limp Bizkit. I like their That's songs. True. Yeah. Um, but Behind Blue Eyes, their version of the Who's Behind Blue Eyes is fantastic. It's yeah, really, it is. The yeah. only reason I left it off is because they have this weird like thing in between where like it's like this computerized, they, they spell out L-I-M-P. And it just sounds weird, and it kind of takes me out of the song. So I was like, all right. So it fell out of my five. I think that's fair. So, I think it's fair. Um, a couple other people wrote in. My brother wrote in uh, So What by Metallica, which is from the Anti-Nowhere League. Uh, very vulgar song. Of course, my brother wrote that in. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Brad wrote in Johnny Cash's Hurt, uh, Black Crow's Hard to Handle, Lemonhead's Mr. Robinson, Cowboy Junkies' mm. Sweet Jane, and then Jeff Buckley, Hallelujah, of course. And Mike DeKalb wrote in uh, Dancing Days by Stone Temple Pilots. Uh, Landslide oh. by Smashing Pumpkins, Jim. Wow, there's one yeah. of your ba- there's your band there. Um, I heard it through the grapevine by Creedence Clearwater. Play some Creedence, man. Uh, Burning Down the House by Tom Jones. <laughs> Love Tom Jones. And I know I'm losing you by Rod Stewart. Those are good picks too. Uh, but good stuff, Jim. Well, let's get the let's get the hell out of here. What do you say? Yep. Okay, I'll call you back in five minutes. I'll be right here. Aw, tacos. Every now and then I get a little bit lonely and you're never coming round. Every now and then I get a little bit tired of listening to the sound of my tears. Every now and then I get a little bit nervous that the best of all my years have gone by. Every now and then I get a little bit terrified I see the fucking look in your eyes.
Now there's only love in the dark 